0: The WDKX Wake Up Club podcast here with Leticia Astacio. You have a lot on your mind. So let's talk about these 1983 cases and exactly what they are and going forward. If someone is in this situation, how do they reach out and how do they get help?
1: Okay, so... I'm actually looking up 42 U.S. Code 1983, Civil Action for Deprivation of Rights. And that is, it's called the 1983 case because that's the section of the law that governs it. And it basically says that anybody who is subjected, any citizen of the United States who is subjected within the jurisdiction to deprivation of any of the rights, privileges, or immunities that they enjoy under the Constitution can seek compensation under this statute for that discrimination or for whatever they endure that is against their constitutional rights. So a 1983 case is typically a case that a prisoner who is incarcerated brings for some type of injustice they've experienced while in custody. Um, Occasionally, judges will call you, call Mm -hmm. private attorneys. So typically, what happens is a person's in custody. They file, pro se, a motion saying, I want to bring this case for an injustice. And they start to go through the process in federal court. And at some point, a federal judge says, you kind of really need a lawyer. Mm. Because these are contingency cases, meaning there is no fee to collect unless you win, many attorneys won't take them. Occasionally, the judges will call directly, call an attorney and say, hey, will you take this case for me, please? And what that means is a federal judge is calling you and asking you to do something. Are you going to say no? Probably not. But you're taking the case for free, Mm. understanding that if you win, there'll be a recovery, but if you lose, you just took a case, a federal trial, for free.
2: So mm-hmm. there, there is the upside of winning.
1: If you win, you get 33%. That's the standard recovery.
2: But the chances of you winning are?
1: Slim. In my experience, it's what we were talking about before. When you go to a federal jury, you have a federal pool of jurors. Mm-hmm. And so the case where I was saying my client had broken ribs, my client had you know a gash in his head, this was documented, um... The jurors said they believed that this was because of the deputies in the jail. They just said that they believed he deserved it. They believed he was an inmate. They didn't believe that that was excessive. They thought that that was proper um, for him to get those types of injuries as a result of police contact. They didn't see a problem with it. So we had a whole trial. And typically at trial, if you are believed, you win. (laughs) You know what I mean? But
2: not depending on the jury. Can that be a bench trial?
1: Um, I to be honest with you, don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in federal court. Usually, both parties have to agree to a bench trial. Mm. This is a civil case, so it may be different. And I don't okay. know the answer to that off of the top of my head. That's okay. But it is also a gamble. You know, if you like, typically if you don't know what the outcome is going to be, yeah. you go with the jury. Typically, you don't go bench unless you know for sure what the outcome is going to be. We call yeah. it like the wink and the nod. The judge kind of gave you an indication of what was going to happen if you did a bench trial.
2: Yeah. The only reason I realized I asked that question. <laughs> Is because I know that it's at discretion depending on the trial that you can go bench or you can go trial jury. Right. Um, and, and I know this is an issue because we brought it up before on air about the uh, number of people that actually sure up for jury duty and actually having a jury of your peers or people who are just sitting there saying, well... You did something wrong. I guess this is what happens to you when you do something wrong in society. You get mistreated in jail. And why should I have to pay you for doing something wrong where if you had not done that wrong, you wouldn't have been in jail? And right. then I'm already paying for Correct. you to be in
1: jail. Correct. Al- you're already getting more from me than you deserve. Correct. And maybe that person has a preconceived notion about people who are in jail in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you don't end up with the jury of your peers. And we talked about this last week a little. Do jury
0: duty. Mm. You don't
1: want to. You don't like it. It's not fun. And I'm not going to tell you it is, but I tell you, if you ever sit on a jury, you're going to realize what a difference you made in that person's life. Right. And when you're hashtag free this person and that person, if you would have been their juror, they might be free right now. It's important. It's just as important as voting that we do jury duty. You don't want to do it. It's inconvenience. How much do you really care
0: about your people? Or you don't believe that the system works. Well, the system isn't going to work if you're not in there to help the system. It's working because they're relying on you being stupid enough to
1: sit this one out. Right. It's working this way because you're not participating. And if you would participate, you would destroy the system because it was set up with you not being a part think about this system right it was predicated on us not being able to vote that's true it was built without considering our input right. the reason that there's so much voter obstruction is because if we start voting we will take this system over
2: you know it's, it's interesting you can't compare it to anything else technology updates itself but you got to press the button to update your phone i just got i just gotta oh yeah you, you want your phone updated absolutely of course but I you do. have to press the button to update it and the button is going to jury duty
1: and you don't ever think that though right when you for example when you go to use your computer and your computer's like as soon as you want to use it it's like we have to update right now you don't be like f that computer i'm not using it no more i'm not you'll be like that's what you have to do you have to update it but if you go to vote and you have to register ahead of time you're like oh i don't mind this don't work anyway the system works because it's predicated on you not being a part of it you're willing to do the update to your phone. Society has updated. You have to get in the system. You have to get in the process or you're going to continue being exploited by it because it was designed for your exploitation. And it's working. And it's working because you're not. Because you're tired. Because you want to talk about the latest video and Meg the Stallion and your knees. Okay, your knees are great. That's wonderful. I'm proud of you. Can you fix your brain?
2: No. Well, the other part of it is I think that it, I don't know if anybody else would agree with this. There is a belief that it didn't happen fast enough. But it's not going to happen at all. Well, unless right, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't
1: happen fast enough. You're yeah. right, yeah. and it's going to happen even more slowly when you sit there and complain about it rather than being a part of having it change.
2: But that's the voice I think a lot of people take. <laughs> that we were talking earlier about movements. You know, I understand exactly where you come. We're on the same level on this. But a movement doesn't isn't attached to a person. A movement is a- attached to an action and a repeated action of changing a system. Right. So if you don't like the way this is done that you have to not only bring awareness to it, but tell people what they have to do to fix it. So we just said, go to jury duty. That's how you get into the system to fix the system. Exactly. Or you can cry about the system on the outside and not be in it to fix it. When
1: you're a juror, you literally are the determiner of someone's fate. And I'm sorry, but if you've grown up in the city, if you've grown up in poverty, if you come with a different set of life expectancy, expectations and life experiences that are going to shape the way you see things differently. The whole conversation last week was about a water bottle. yeah. And how do you hold a water bottle? And people saying, well, if you held a water bottle like this, it must have been a gun. And we're like, wait, there's a standard. Hmm. It's not must have been. It's beyond a reasonable doubt. But if you're not in there to be a part of that conversation, then it happens without you.
0: Well, talking about things that are happening without you or without us, this whole bill change, this whole change about the bail, the no bail, it's confusing it's it's hard to understand because on one side you have well okay no bail no for misdemeanors no so you're gonna get a, an appearance ticket you're not gonna get arrested okay well what okay. does that mean and the next one is it violent Nonviolent.
1: people don't understand um a lot of times when you say no bail people are like oh so i just go to jail i don't even get a bail
0: no what they're saying is
1: you actually just don't go to jail You actually, instead of having a bail, you get released on your own recognizance on most of the charges instead of having a bail. The other, what did you say? Oh, it's just an appearance ticket. It's not an arrest. Not true. An appearance ticket is an arrest. And this is a very important distinction because, especially right now, like in Donald Trump era, lots of people are trying to become citizens. If you are filling out your paperwork and they say, have you ever been arrested? And you say no, and you've gotten an appearance ticket, that's a lie. And now, not only are you not eligible to get your papers, you might get deported for lying on that application. I've literally had this happen before. And this was pre-being a judge before Donald Trump was in office. So can you imagine now? So guys, an appearance ticket is an arrest. If you get stopped and the police give you a ticket for AUO third that's a misdemeanor you just got arrested even if they don't bring you to booking even if and if you say you weren't arrested because they assume that you know that that's an arrest even though people think it's an arrest when you're handcuffed now you're lying on applications and that's a basis to get denied
0: or to not get employment So this criminal justice reform, according to the people who passed it in Albany, basically is saying it's ensuring suspects get to see all the evidence being used against them. They get access to a speedy trial and don't spend weeks or even months behind bars simply because they can't afford to bail themselves out. Um, But the top law enforcers in, in our area, they are going to, there are going to be a lot of unforeseen circumstances. And with that being said, Uh, District Attorney Sandra Dorley has actually chimed in and said that it's a total overhaul of our criminal justice system as we know it. And she goes on to say that um, I feel for the victims. I feel like that's yet another time where they're going to be victimized, especially if it's something that evades the privacy of their home. If it's coming to the site of the burglary or a sex abuse or a rape that occurred in their home. So. This whole situation is, like, basically, if I'm a victim of a crime in my home, does that mean that that person, they may get an appearance ticket and let go? Now I have to be scared, as a victim, that they're going to come back because I called the police. Well, let's start at the beginning, okay? Words matter. If
1: you call the police and say, I did something, you're not a victim, you're a complainant. You're complaining. You're not a victim until we determine that, what you said happened. You
0: were... Say, um, someone, a home invasion, someone broke into my home, called 911. They come, they arrest someone, and then they let them go. No, I understand your question,
1: but I'm saying that you're not a victim. And for us to say that you're a victim, or for, mm-hmm. more importantly, the district attorney to conclude that you're a victim I means she's already made some assessments about this Taking case. Aside. Mm-hmm. Right. She's already made some determinations that you're a victim based on the fact that you made a complaint. And the job of the district attorney is to do justice. So if because I've made an allegation, I'm a victim, not a complainant, it seems like justice is starting a little off of, you know how sometimes when you get on a scale, you be like too, but not me, I'm skinny now, y'all. But when you, <laughs> you get on a scale and you'd be like, oh, today I'm 176, oh, yeah. today I'm 178. Because sometimes the scale doesn't start at zero. Sometimes right. it starts at one or two. Right. And if, because you make a complaint, you're a victim, we're not starting at zero. Hmm. You're automatically. You're already
2: two pounds already. Tariq right. just hit me. Yeah, no, yeah. Assuming.
1: Tariq that, that hit me, you guys. Is... Tariq hit me. Am I a victim? Mm-hmm. I'm on recording right now. Tariq didn't hit me, mm. but I just said he did. That's all I have to do to make a complaint. Am I a victim?
2: Yeah. The accusation alone already puts you in a hole.
1: It shouldn't, though.
2: But it does. And yes. what bail reform yeah.
1: is saying yeah. is it has for yeah. such a long time. Yeah. And we now see that it has and it shouldn't. So we're going to say, wait a minute, you're just accused. We're going to treat you like you're accused. But don't say that treating accused people a certain way impacts victims because it doesn't.
2: Well, victims
1: it, are ascertained when people are convicted. That's when we decide whether or not there's a victim in a case. So let
2: me let me, let me me go to a step further. Let me go to the guy side of it. The accusation is False. Now what do we do? We gonna call her
1: a liar now? If I get no, not no, 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 no,
2: it's proven to be false. Let me right. put it that way. It's proven to be false. So now someone who is, as you said, is the victim because they made the accusation, turns out to be now the liar. Right. What do we do? Nothing. Because my reputation is now on the line as doing something according to one person. Now, are we either going to call the quote unquote victim a liar, which you, you're absolutely right. Oh, we can't, we right. can't just jump on that. We're not going to
1: re-victimize we're, the victim who's not we're, really a victim.
2: What are we going to just say to the guy? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir, that we incarcerated you. We're going to say my you bad. And bo- and you these, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we put you in the system. And now anytime anybody looks up and says you're arrested, you're there. Um, What What, is, what happens to him? Or I, theoretically me? What happens I, to me? <laughs> I
1: had a client who's arrested and charged with rape in the first degree. Mm. Um, and not that it mattered, but I really, in my heart, believed my client was innocent and the amount of pressure. I've never felt pressure like that. We tried the case, never felt pressure like that. My client was not a citizen. He was a refugee. He barely spoke English. And after everything was over, he called me and he said, you did a wonderful job and I, you were worth every dime and I appreciated you and your counsel, but I didn't have the money to pay you and i lost my job mm-hmm. and my entire community still thinks i'm a rapist even though i was acquitted mm-hmm. and i want to know who gives me back my money mm-hmm. and who gives me back the time that i spent in jail and who right. gives me back my reputation because they think i'm a rapist mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. and i was like well welcome to america nobody gives you back nothing. your money nothing thank you for you know he's yeah. and he was not being rude you know it wasn't like no. there was no entitlement he was he was like you earned every dime yeah But that wasn't fair. Mm -hmm. I didn't do this. And now a jury has said I didn't do this. Why doesn't she have to pay you back?
2: Nope. want to add
1: insult to injury. This complainant Mm -hmm. two years later accused someone else of rape and I believe he's in prison right now.
2: Wow. Where's the justice there?
1: And it became a huge deal because they were coming to me saying we want the information about this prior allegation but it was sealed and Mm -hmm. the district attorney's office won't give it to us and it was a huge deal, and I believe that that person she accuses is in prison now.
2: Well, well uh, let's. I'm not trying to be insensitive to the person that is attacked. Let's just put, if it if it does take place, and it did happen. There is that side of it did happen. We can't let this person get away. There's also the side of somebody uh, has to prove it or there has to be evidence or wherever it may be. But this is this is the catch 22. I don't want people who really did do it to slip through the system. But I damn sure don't want people who didn't do it to to be put in. We're not
1: saying you get away. We're saying you get to leave jail and continue to go to work. And continue you know what I'm saying? if you
2: can say yeah. right
0: continue but, to have the life that you already had before the allegations came about so whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony here's the, here's the thing that's kind of scary for me and this is a separate issue domestic violence Mm. so if you look it actually says
1: misdemeanor domestic violence doesn't apply you can set bail in those cases okay sex cases doesn't apply you can set bail because the point is if these allegations are true you are potentially a threat to that person right Right. if i come and say that you're abusing me sexually so yes it doesn't apply to those cases in dv is expanded, right? DV could be you and me and your girlfriend. It doesn't even have to be a a romantic relationship I had. I could have been your partner, and now Mm. it includes other people. So those things are excluded intentionally, even though bail is only supposed to be about you returning to court. It is not supposed to be about your propensity to commit crimes in the future unless we're in federal court. It is supposed to be, will you come back or not?
0: Because Mm. if you're really that much of a threat to someone, the judge typically should... Set no bail? If you're, well, no, because no bail is based on your charges. But if you're really that much of a threat
1: to somebody and you're here for a misdemeanor, then I better wait until you threaten somebody for real because a misdemeanor level offense is you're not a real But threat. the media
2: sense to, to cover these stories of he was out on bail or he had skipped bail or he there was a warrant for his arrest or their to arrest sensationalize and they went and it, it, right? it Sensationalize it. But then it puts light on the system not working. But then once that media cycle's done, there's no, what are we going to do to fix the system? There's this whole, well, guess what? They were out on bail. And I'm like, that's great. The story tells that they were out on bail or they were, uh, you know, escaping a warrant. But it doesn't say anything about let's follow this case now to see if we're ever going to fix the bail process or fix the probation process or fix any other process. The
1: reality of the situation is bail is not supposed to stop crime. That's not the point. Mm. The point of bail is are you coming back to court or not? Mm. Right. That's really all we're supposed to be talking about. It is not supposed, because again, when we're setting bail, the operation in our minds is supposed to be that you're innocent of everything you're accused of. So bail is not supposed to take into account whether you'll be charged with something else that you're presumed innocent of in the future, you know, what I, because you're innocent, innocent so,
0: until proven guilty. And it's
1: hard for you to even wrap your mind around it, right? Because, oh yeah. Because you say you're totally innocent. Now you go sit in jail until we figure this out. That's yeah. not how you, you treat you innocent people, people. people yeah. right? Yeah. But that's how we've always done it. But no, when you if you don't have the it,
2: money, if you don't have the money, but what I'm does sure.
1: money have to do with guilt? I innocence? agree.
2: I agree, hundred percent. Just as the people who have the money for bail and the people who don't have the money, exactly. For bail. You know, I I kid. I if get I'm it a alive.
1: billionaire, right? Yep. And you set cash bail for me. And the only factor is whether or not I come back to court, you a whole fool. Because I'm a billionaire. Yeah. Right. Chances are you gave me a brick. You ain't seen me since. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a billionaire. Okay. Me having access to a lot of cash means you don't know where in the world is Carmen San Diego. That's all it means. Right. Correct. If I don't have two dimes to rub together and you set bail, Dixon used to, Judge, Judge Dixon used to say this all the time. I'm not forfeiting that bail. That's somebody RGE money. Mm. You know every dime you got is somebody yeah. RGE right. money. Mm. You're not going to disappear and leave your grandmother. You know what I mean? You yeah. want to get out. now. Now, are you gonna go do some other stupid shit? Maybe I don't know, mm. but that's not what we're talking what about because right right. that's not right. what
2: bail is about. That's the case, yeah. you know what I mean. Right. Bail
1: is about are you coming back or not? You're coming back because you're gonna get your ass whooped if you don't because that's my RGE money, right? I'm or my not house, not you,
2: right? You know, what's funny. I if you had a if you had a, like a law school. You you'd be shut down quick. The system the be like, No, don't do that! What's do you holding classes. You teaching people. Don't do that. We make money off this. And that's the point of why we're talking about it. This system, if you keep doing what you're doing, problems are going, profitable. It's gonna be profitable. That's And the it's whole never
0: point. profiting Listen, you though. You know how profitable it is? Because I just learned yesterday somebody I know, know someone in jail, and I was there when they were Um, trying to put money on the phone. Do you, how much it costs to put money on your phone? $20 for for a 15 minute call. And and just to even start, you had to do like $25. On top of that, you had to pay a fee. On top of it, there were like 10, literally, damn near 15 minutes. Fees. And if you get interrupted, like if you're on the phone and the deputies are
1: like, lock in. Your call is over. Your fifteen minutes are gone. The deputies, when I was in jail, they they like you sit on the phone all day. I was like, people love me. <laughs> it's my I'm spending money like it's, it's cake for me to be on this phone all day. Why do you care? It's insane. You are paying for a local
0: phone call. But if you don't have the money and your son or your daughter, or your loved one is in jail, I I was blown away. I, I'm like this 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 is this is. They are making so much money. off of... You get of- Vo
1: five shampoo that you don't even have access to. So the Vo five shampoo, like from the dollar store, mm-hmm. is like six dollars. Not even. No, I mean it's like six dollars in jail. In jail. It's dollar it's store like shampoo. Dollar ninety nine cents. It's, it's like six dollars <laughs> yeah. in jail. You you can, it's like six dollars. Like my hair. Oh my whole when when I was on, they were like, you were on the news, and you were like, I'm going to take a shower. I was like, yeah, because I don't treat myself like this. Like I don't I don't treat myself like this at all. The soap is like. It's horrible and you don't have a choice. I remember I bought chicken because all they feed you is bread, Mm -hmm. bread, potatoes, bread, like they're trying to stretch. And I bought a chicken breast and it was $20 and it was literally like canned chicken breast. And I like I had money in jail. I have like I have financial resources, but I felt so sorry for everyone else there. Like I told you, I was with the women Mm -hmm. from Africa and from they didn't have family to send them commissary. They didn't have stuff. They couldn't call people. So I would order, you know, we would just order like whatever, and we'd have like little parties in my jail. Right. We'd
0: have everything, but everything's expensive. If it's insanely you, yeah, expensive. I, the amount of money I was blown away by this fee for this and then this fee. And the recording was it just kept going fee after fee. And That's I'm why like, people you like to go upstate. got you be kidding me? When you go upstate, a lot
1: of the facilities will let you bring in like five pounds of Whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so you could go to BJ's and you can get the juice and you could get and you can bring it and then people can be held down for a period of time. But when you're just in county, they can send you commissary, they can bring you one package one time and it's insane and it's so expensive. And you know that the people that are in custody are typically the poorest of the poor. And the only way that they have to communicate with their family or to
0: show love and affection is to send them stuff. You know what I mean? So
1: people be going broke putting money on
0: the phone. Listen, this is why we have to literally change the system. You can start by just showing up to jury duty when you get them papers. Just go. Seriously. Because when it's your loved one that's on trial or that has to deal with the jury selection and you walk in that court and you see no one that looks like them on that, then you want to get upset? When you could have done your part? It breaks my heart because the
1: demographic that I'm trying to reach, right, that I'm always trying to preach to is the main one who will be like, F12, F this system, F this, because they're the ones that are most impacted and affected by it. Right. You know what I mean? So when I see people who are like, I don't vote, the people are like, why are you spending your time there? Because those are the ones that are most affected by this system. And if we could get them to be a part of it. It would be insane. The the change is happening quickly without us. And it's not without us because we're part of it. But if there were enough of us, I mean, this would be a flood. And we can make, we don't have to wait for anyone to save us. We can save ourselves. There's more than enough of us to save. You know, this is kind of tangential, but I've been seeing all of this Jay-Z Kaepernick stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have intentionally, I've had an amazing amount of respect for Jay-Z since my whole life. It's ridiculous Mm -hmm. the way, like, I thought I was going to be Beyonce. I don't really know what happened there, but whatever. Since I was, like, 14, there was Mm -hmm. a concert here. I met him. I was in love ever since. I wrote papers about him when I was in college. Like, so this happened, and I'm perplexed. And I see leaders in our community saying stuff, Mm -hmm. and I hate it. I think that Jay-Z has earned the right to make decisions and we not question him. And I, I I don't think that we should ever not question someone in totality, but this just happened. If we're going to question him, we should do it privately. We have to unite. We have to unite. Yeah. We have to have people. If he's wrong, then just like if, you, if you're wrong, I don't know, if you're my friend, you're my family, if you're wrong and we're out, I'm going to ride for you and we're going to look stupid out. And when we go home, I'm going to be like, why did yeah. you just do that? you such a fool. But I'm never going to check you publicly. Not, not in
0: front of people. I am
1: never going to check you publicly. And we do that too much. If someone is wrong, give them the respect and courtesy, especially if they've proven themselves in some regard, to have a private conversation with them. We are not in a strong enough place that we can publicly display a lack of unity. We display it on a
0: regular and consistent basis daily. Look at, not being funny, but look at Republicans and Trump, how they hold him down. Well, he
1: said he's not racist, so he must not be
0: racist. I don't care
1: that he told you to go back where you came from. That's not, where, where no. did you come from? He Behind closed doors, they made, may say really, that was this, the dumbest he is shit you've ever done. Right? They go But back, I had to have your back. But I had to have your back. We need to learn some of that. We need to learn. People say to me, what do you think about, I think I ain't never been to mayor, so she mayoring just fine as long as I thought. She doing a great job. I don't know how to be nobody mayor. She doing great. Don't. Air your public laundry. Like you say, it's family business. We're all family. And you need to accept that and learn that. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I just had a little, last weekend, my cousin, my cousin is a trap king. I don't know what he do, but he got a beautiful new house, right? Mm -hmm. And he had a party and we all came. And and we took a picture and I was looking at the picture. And it's mad at my family members that I don't mess with, that Mm -hmm. I don't like. We are not friends. You will never, ever know who. And I posted the picture and posted, even the ones I don't F with, you can't F with. right? You won't know. That's my family. We are all family. And if we treated each other like that, we'd be in a completely different situation than we are. So I don't know. I don't like what he did. But... It's not my business. I trust him enough to think that there's a plan there and I would not publicly speak against what he did and we need to shut up a little more often when it comes to us. We're always so incredibly vocal and critical of one another but we don't keep that same energy when it comes to other people. We give them credit. We give them grace. We give them compassion. We mm-hmm. need to start extending some of that to us as well and if you can't, right,
0: then just shut up. And if you do have, a, like you said, pull him to the side
1: right. in and private. If you, and if you don't have access to him, then you probably shouldn't have an opinion because you don't move in that circle. No way, boo-boo. <laughs> you don't have access to him to tell him. Then he probably doesn't care about your opinion because you're not, you're not on that level. Right. But he has people who can talk to him. And, and there, I dislike that there are a lot of people who do have that access and they're taking it to social media or they're taking it to a different public place. We don't need to be divided. We have right. enough division. We need to support each other
0: at all costs, period. 103.9 WDKX, off air with Leticia Stacio.